Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn sales navigator and get a 60 day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60 day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. We have, so we have FTX and now we have CZ from Binance. I think people are starting to realize that the same people that are preaching to them that the current system is broken are just the ultimate fraud, the profits of fraud. That's why you like, I know regulation is not what the industry want, but it is absolutely needed because no matter who you are, if you're unregulated, regulations protect both the business from not getting too hot and heavy and the consumer from not getting screwed over by people because obviously nobody thought CZ was doing four and a half billion dollars in money laundering, but he's admitted to it. What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's episode of Money Moves. As always, your host, Matty A, co-host, Mr. Ryan Breedwell. What up, y'all? It is Thanksgiving week. And we are giving thanks. We are giving lots of thanks. Oh, for all the wonderful women in our lives. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to... As our, both of us are shout out texting our, and arguing with our wives out, shout before out to our wives. we, we get on you. this show. Love you, baby. Uh, love you. We got a great show for you guys today. It's going to be a short and sweet show. We don't have during Thanksgiving week... There's generally not a ton of stuff that comes out, but we do have some good stuff to cover. We got some updates. We've got FOMC minutes, which is probably the nah. biggest news coming out this week that will drive and impact the markets, right? I would say that's my meat and potatoes, but that's my stuffing and gravy for Ooh, the end. Well, look at the, you getting all creative with your Thanksgiving lingo. We got some updated real estate data that has been coming out, headed into the holiday. And just overall, some mainstream market news in crypto with Binance, big news coming out there, open AI. And overall, a lot of the same continuing themes, narratives, trends, headlines that are running par for the course right now. Correct. Not anything reversing too significantly. But that being said, we will cover everything for you guys in today's episode. First and foremost, what is your favorite dish that you are looking forward to on Thanksgiving? What is your go-to... It's the one thing that will never miss your plate on Thanksgiving. 
turkey and gravy with that skin, boy. Oh, that's what <laughs> I like. I'm not my simple man. That's like a fastball down the middle. I was hoping for a knuckleball or something. We don't have knuckleball stuff. My Now, if you ask that to like my mom, yeah, which my Nana makes this wild marshmallow salad. Is it like over the sweet potatoes? No, it is a salad made of marshmallows. <laughs> I, Your grandpa I, getting Liddy on the sugar. Nana makes it out of marshmallows, walnuts, cranberry sauce, tangerines. Sounds like a lot of sugar. Bro, it is looked forward to. We have a family friend that comes to Thanksgiving most of the time. His name is Sean. He doesn't eat any vegetables, but he's I eat one salad every year. <laughs> he and loves it's always a salad. My name Grandma's is it's like a dessert marshmallow salad. dessert salad. Yeah, my, my go-to is my grandma's pea salad. Have you ever had a good pea salad? No, I didn't even honestly until you just said that. Didn't know that existed. Oh yeah, this is as hillbilly as the H sins get down. So it's peas, peas. like sliced up chunks. Chunk like cubed chunks of cheese or mm. cheddar cheese. Velveeta, or are we talking cheddar? No, we're talking cheddar. Okay. We, yeah, we're not better. getting, yeah, cheddar's a little better than red, chopped up red onions. Okay. And mayonnaise. Oh my. Dude, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Oh my. Gosh. I'm telling you, that is the first thing. Is that, that like a big dip? daddy mat? Oh, oh no. It's like you. Is it cold? Yeah, it's cold. Oh, it is, brother. Uh, yeah, Man, I am, it is fun. I will say my father-in-law does make uh, a very interesting dish sometimes. My wife loves it. I can't do it yet, um, but it's a famous dish on my wife's side of the family. Half sour cream, half cream cheese, pistachios, dried jarred beef. Dried? Not salami. Oh, I didn't know it existed either. Okay. It's beef that comes in a jar. It's dry. Yeah. It's, it's um, sound good. Chopped up. And then they put it all together and they bake it. Okay. And they use it as a dip. Okay. I might be able to get down with that. I have yet to explore that. that and then green bean casserole. That's just my go-to. I do like green bean casserole. Homemade, I like stuffing. green bean casserole, stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm right. I like the leftover turkey sandos the day after. And then for dessert, we obviously, of course, everybody got the the normal pies and all that. But... Cream butter tarts. What are you? Where oh, are these the, foods coming? I'm telling you, Fatty Maddie was birthed out Macaroni of... Macaroni Tony, you ever heard of a freaking creamed butter tart? Tone, Tone, don't hate till you try, baby. Cream And don't butter. hate. I'm going to bring in... I'm going to bring in some... Bring me a cream butter tart. I'll bring you a cream butter tart and I will also bring you... Don't even think about bringing... A nice old ice cold scoop of pea shadow. I don't like mayonnaise. <laughs> I will not... You will not... like this concoction. I'm oh. telling you that much, baby. Yeah. Hey, that is... Man, mm -hmm. man, you know what I'm giving thanks for? I'm out of your table. <laughs> <laughs> there will be some goodness. And of course, we're popping bottles. We're actually... Because my grandma and my grandparents passed this last year... This is the first year of my entire life that we're not doing Thanksgiving at their house. So new family tradition. We we got a big table reserved at Paul Martin's. Oh, sweet. And we're going to do their full prefixed Thanksgiving dinner there. Looking forward to that. It'll be something a little bit different. But overall, wanted to start today's show to give thanks to all of you guys, our amazing listeners. One of the things that we're heavily going to be focused on in 2024 is building a greater sense of community, better value, better resources, better ways to get connected, to network, to get in proximity. 
And so we're really excited to be rolling out more information there. If you guys aren't subscribed to the show yet, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave a review. We significantly appreciate every single person that takes 60 seconds out of their busy schedule to leave a review. It's how we reach more amazing listeners like you. And don't forget to check out the Millionaire Mindcast store. Upgraded Black Friday special, shop.millionairemindcast.com. And of course, as always on Wednesdays, don't forget to take advantage of your free financial x-ray to connect with Ryan and his amazing team who will go through your entire investment portfolio for free. They'll give you a feedback, input, and also build out a... Financial plan. Yeah, yeah fi- financial plan. And that is all at the cost of three ninety nine. dollars So if you want to take advantage of that, x-ray to 844-447-1555. I've said that so many times, I almost forgot it. Yeah. Text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. And for all my credit investors that are looking at passive income deals. I've got some ones rolling out in 2024 for you guys. You can text the word DEALS to that same phone number, 844-447-1555. All right. You like that? I did like that. You looked a little taken back by that. Taken aback. Taken aback. What are you, the grammar police today, huh? My wife always gets on me when she says... Yeah, my wife is an author. And anytime I missay something or misspell something... That is the quickest way to get me into that. Riled up. All right. Big news coming out today mainly was FOMC. Yeah. The uh, the minutes. The the minutes came out. The overall sentiment. They always do a good job of finding that balance of making it seem like they're not going to do what everybody wants them to do. But they leave some breadcrumbs along the path and the discussion to let you read in between the lines. What was the takeaway from today's minutes and how is the market responding as a result of that? So my opinion on the takeaway of today's minutes was that it was much more... I'm going to say it this way. It was less hawkish than it has been. As in, they did not essentially indicate that, hey, we're checking to see if we need to raise interest rates more. They were saying, we're going to be careful not to raise interest rates too quickly if we don't need to. That was the tone difference from the first set of minutes from last month and obviously the day that's happened between now and then or then and now and today's minutes. I think that we still have, I don't think, we have about three more weeks left of inflation data that's going to be coming in. They were very pointed on that. They're going to take data up to the last minute Mm -hmm. before they make the decision. I think they actually had a section where they specifically said that. Yeah, they did. And... What I took away from it was obviously no pause in the December meeting. So no more rate hikes this year. We actually flipped the graph completely from any chance of a rate hike down to there was a 0.2 chance, I believe, of a cut, which means there's a slight chance, but I highly doubt that's going to happen. 99.8% chance of a pause right now. And then moving forward, it solidified even further cuts by May or maybe even starting as soon as March. And I think probably what they would do is indicate in March that cuts are coming. Because I just think it's going to be too much heat for the market to handle. I saw that in that in one random meeting. I think they're going to try to forecast it like that, how they're holding back. I think they're going to give us a little glimpse and then pull the sheet down so we know what's coming. And that's one of the meetings that has a, a dead month in between. So it would actually give 60 days for things to bake into the market Mm -hmm. versus it all happening at one time. 
Yeah, it looks like 30% chance currently of a cut in March, followed by just shy of 50% chance of a cut in May. And I checked this morning before that data was out. Let me just see how much different that was. I saw that, I don't know if it was Unusual Wells that noted this, but essentially noting that a rate cut is fully priced in for June of 2024. Oh, it's that, no doubt. Yep. It's going to happen by then. Shout out to Ryan Bravo for calling that about nine months ago. But it might happen as early as March. There's a pretty good chance it could happen by March. What would kick it further to June would be a bump up in any sort of data Mm -hmm. in an area that it wasn't expected, like a surprise, even a small one. So things do need to keep threading the needle best they can. What would theoretically one of those surprises potentially be? Like inflation jumps back up. A huge drop, like unemployment rate going down, non-farm payrolls or private payrolls spiking like they did unexpectedly in July, which screwed me last time. On my prediction, we were getting, we were looking for a 200K print. We got like a 790. So that was way too hot and heavy. So something like that would then say, okay, we need to wait longer. Oh, we need to wait longer. Oh, we need to wait longer. But we're for sure in the zone to be cutting sometime between March and definitely by June, meeting of next year. We even have analysts going as far to say we're going to break to all-time highs on the S&P this year. Bank of America coming out today saying that we should get to the 5,000 mark by the end of the year. God, I would love that. But I don't know if the 5,000 mark is going to happen. That would break through... All-time high is like 48.15 or 48 and some peanuts on the S&P. And we're trading at about 45, 46 right now. That would be another 10% and some move. Consensus is that the Fed's going to cut by 1% or more on the Fed funds rate by the end of next year. And that's before they start cutting. And what will happen, in my opinion, is when they start cutting, that scale will slide aggressively to the left more. They're going to want to come down hard, just like they went up hot. Because you don't want to get stuck into hyperinflation by keeping things hot and heavy too long. You want to get people back to the normalcy of money where it used to be. But I want to just caution people not to expect interest rates to get back down to a quarter of a percent like they did right after COVID or they did for like that I mean, span I, of time. I don't think we'll see that no. ever again, if not, definitely not anytime soon. I'll remind people that interest rates like in 2018 were 2.5%. And that's probably where we'll be. So whatever loan you got back then, that's about what the money will cost. Four and a half to five and a half percent for well-qualified buyers on like homes. There should be some 0% money available on car loans if the manufacturers want to eat it in the back end. So things will get back to more normal, but like you are not going to get a 2% interest rate on a mortgage. I mean, I hope I, not that I don't want people to have that. I just don't want to, I don't want to sit to try to paint people pictures that aren't, going to happen. It's just not quantifiable to see interest rates getting back down to that level, given on preaching to the choir, just where inventory is even at. The demand is going to be so high. We don't have an oversupply. So we don't need to get money out into the market to sell houses like we did. Mm-hmm. That was one of the reasons that money was so cheap. They had to get the damn houses off the market. Yeah, I just listened to a guy talk about that. That's never That light bulb's never gotten written off of my head. But all the foreclosures that happened and all the houses and all... That needed to get bought up over the last seven, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, it got absorbed and then some. They did. That's why it's been so good to be a real estate investor. Time times are just changing. Yeah, and for the better because again, when money has a cost to it and it moves in a responsible manner, 
good deals are made. There's profitability on both sides. And that keeps the kind of needle moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of inventory and going back to that point that you just noted of people who got those insanely rock bottom interest rates, that's also a part of why there's such a a limited supply of inventory out on the market. Obviously, builders can't keep up. And their confidence has dropped significantly, I think, over the last nine months, just Mm -hmm. based on demand. But people who purchased homes and locked in 3% mortgage rates in 2020 and 2021 are, of course, reluctant to sell. Yes, I am. Why would you ever want to do that when you've got (laughs) essentially free debt? Free debt. If you ain't making more than 2.79% on your cash, you can get that in the money market. That is obviously keeping tight inventory levels. It's keeping prices higher. But I will say, just because the cost of capital is so expensive for a lot of people, and so many people have been priced out of the market, Mm -hmm. now we're starting to see some homeowners come back down to reality a little bit in terms of how they're pricing their houses. The velocity at which homes are trading still is drastically lower. But the... Price increases, I think, are starting to cap out. If anything, they're starting to come down. The share of U.S. home sellers dropping prices is at a record high per fortune. That just came out. Same thing, similar report on Redfin. We've got Altos reports that active single family inventory is up 0.5% week over week and is Mm. now up slightly uh, year over year. Mm. But yes, it's still down almost 36% compared to the same week in 2019. But the fact that even last year, inventory was drastically up and sales had slowed pretty significantly. Now we're even above that in this year, same time, same week as last or November. I think that we'll still continue to see prices hold relatively stable. And we'll still see a pretty slow trickle of home sales. NAR just re- released today existing home sales. Those decreased to 3.79 million in October, which is a new cycle low. Sales declined 14.6% year over year compared to October of 2022, which was the 26th consecutive month with sales down year over year. And some people were saying the cracks in the housing market are growing larger as seller slash prices. And this was a, a clickable headline from Redfin. I don't, I just, I don't buy that one bit. Yeah. I, I think either. if anything, one of the safest and most stable asset classes right now is single family houses. They're not going to give you your best ROI on invested dollars, but they are a great store of value right now that has a significant amount of insulation with all of the market macro and micro variables that are surrounding that particular asset. Yep. And I think one of the funniest things that I've been seeing is like a lot of people posting like the cost of a house and interest rates. And so if the cost of your house was three years ago, $800,000 and at 3%, this is the mortgage, you have to reprice your house so that it costs $3,000 now. And I'm just like, that is not how that works. Pri- housing prices are not dictated on what you can pay. They're dictated on what the market will pay. Yep. And not what you can pay, what the market will pay. Intrinsic value, not implied value that you can afford. That's another inaccurate thing I've seen floating around is people have to slice, slash their houses by 200000 300000 because that's honestly what you'd have to do to get... If you're using... People don't understand the effect of 3% to 7% on a mortgage. 
it's 100% more interest on your mortgage cost and some. So that, that to me is not what's going to happen. But I will say that I have seen that too, where people are coming down 50 to 100 grand off the price, but then they're making or they're not and they're making the seller buy down the rate. That's another thing I've heard of a couple yeah. of my clients do. Hey, we'll buy, we'll pay that price. No yeah, problem. No, I know. We'll go buy our rate down by $100,000 and get us down to a 4% rate. Yep. So I've seen... That's another tactic I've seen people de- deploy. And that's also why seller carry is being is popular if done correct so, right now. Because both parties win. That person's going to get a way higher seller, uh, uh, seller finance rate than they'll probably ever get. Yep. And you're going to get a loan cheaper than you could ever get. So right. it's a win for both parties. Yeah. And they're going to get it amortized in a, um, an amount of time that's un, unreasonable for a bank to ask, but yeah, reasonable not, for an individual to do. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Now, with the markets where they're at heading into the holidays, I saw, according to Oppenheimer, B of A, a couple really bullish predictions or potential outcomes as we head into the end of the year. Oppenheimer said that the S&P 500 could soar another 18% by year end as the economy is strong and the Fed is likely to end its rate hike cycle. Is that something that has some real legs to it? I think a B of A was even more aggressive, right? Yeah, I definitely think we should rally. I don't want to know if I want to say moderately. Not. I don't know if it'll be good as B of A's, but it pr- might be as good as getting back to the forty-eight hundred mark, five thousand on the S and P again. That's never been seen ever. And that was B of A, right? Yeah, I feel like. That is going to come once we cut interest rates. Because what, how, what's the catalyst to get the last time we were where we were? There'd be no rhyme or reason behind getting above that threshold, right? It would be something that I haven't thought of, which not saying that that can't happen or that I haven't even read or had seen anybody else consider. So I would have to go dig into their prediction because they'll put notes and reasonings and why. I wonder if that's more of a technical. Mm. set up because I was looking at a lot of the technicals on the S&P and they would indicate that it's a good time to buy. But the oscillating indicators indicate that it's a good time to sell, I believe. Shout out to Macaroni Tony on my oscillating indicators. <laughs> I don't know. I think on the short term, it looks like a sell, which means it's a good time to buy. And on the long term, it looks like a buy, which means it's a good time to buy and hold in the short term. Mm. As confusing as all that verbal vomit was. I don't know if we can get there. I hope that we can get there. I definitely think we can march back to 48. But breaking through the 48, the low 4800 mark, I think, like I said, around the 4820, that would be the highest that the market has ever been ever. And it would be at a time when interest rates are at the highest they've been in in 20 plus years. Mm. So I don't know if we have enough of earnings or consumer spending, but there could be inflation data and points that come in that maybe point to a cut being may, being the consensus, not just like a likelihood in March. And maybe that would push it forward because people are trying to get in before some sort of pop. Yeah. that There's a lot. This is why investing is so fun and why you stay invested in quality long term because anything can happen when you invest in the stock market because it's open on five days a week and, and things move so quickly. But you can make a lot of money being smart and picking things over a long period of time and letting those things work for you. And so I do think that we're going to rally up. I hope we hit the 5,000. I just don't know if we'll break 
to that level until we get a really strong catalyst, me being one of the biggest bulls that there is, to get us there. Because again, everything has to be quantifiable. Yeah, I would say there's probably like less than a 25% chance and that might even be hot and heavy. That'll happen. But there's always a chance for anything to happen on any given day. Yeah. What are some of your wealthier clients doing right now? Putting money into their accounts. Buy a lot of it. Quite a bit. Especially two, three weeks ago. Yeah. I was doing like 50,000, 100,000, 30,000 just chunks. I was yeah. having people hit me up to put money in their account. They did that before the last little bump, bump up. So they've made 6 7% on that because dividends were also paid. So yeah. It's hard to do the right thing, especially in investing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to buy a good deal when you're down to your last dollar, no matter how good it pans out because of the what if. Yep. But that's why uh, fortune favors the bold. We saw some interesting news come out today around Binance and their CEO, who's officially Very. stepping down. He's pled guilty to money laundering violations in Seattle and Binance also pleading guilty, paying the $4.3 billion fine. Crypto markets are responding to that right now. Yeah, they were in the red. What does that mean for the crypto market as a whole? And let's just say this platform. We have So we have FTX and now we have CZ from Binance. I think people are starting to realize that the same people that are preaching to them that the current system is broken... Are, are just the ultimate fraud are the profits of, of fraud. They're just, that's why you like, I know regulation is not what the industry wants, but it is absolutely needed because no matter who you are, if you're unregulated, regulations protect both the business from not getting too hot and heavy and the consumer from not getting screwed over by people because Obviously, nobody thought CZ was doing $4.5 billion in, in uh, money laundering, but he's admitted to it. And so not even trying to fight the charges, they obviously must have had pretty black and white evidence that mm-hmm. it was clear as day. And I think they'll want to keep that evidence as sealed as possible. So admitting to it is probably the cleanest way to be done. It just goes to show you that it, it's regulation is necessary for anything to develop and playing and being playing as part of the rules or by the rules is just a necessary evil. Everybody has to do it every day, right? We don't like all the rules that exist, but we have to play by them. It also makes it so that furthers that anything that doesn't have any like VC money behind it or any or projects that are not willing to be a part of that, I would highly recommend you're already speculating, being very careful speculating in those names. And those names to me would be Bitcoin. Ethereum's now on that chopping block. These tokens that want to say, hey, we're trying to break the system, I do not see that being a very popular narrative. And the US Justice Department did announce today that they're going to do a huge crackdown on uh, the crypto market because of what they found in the Binance uh, findings. Because if they're doing it on, and they're that big, there's got to be a lot of players doing it. And, and I've said before, and I'll say it again, that's the biggest problem that'll happen with the crypto market. There's too much fraud. Yeah. There's too much people that'll <clears throat> do bad with it for it to be good. That's why it has to be regulated. So keep the bad people out so you can minimize the negative that happens. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out next year. 
because it feels like the crypto market was getting some momentum. And every time it does, there's some bad black cloud storm that comes out around. Bitcoin halving is coming up soon. So I know that's going to be important. Um, I just think that there's too much fraud by the major players at the top right now. Um, The thing that would be crazy is if they found that Ethereum guy... Vi, whatever Vitaly, name, Vitaly, if he found was found, I feel like he's. I don't know if he has that in him. I don't. Just, I think he's just a nerd that loves yeah, that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't um, see him being somebody that's out to steal and launder people's money. But who knows? Who knows? Anything can happen. That's why, again, whenever you speculate and stuff like that, it should be with a very small portion of your money, and you should make sure that you're willing to lose all of that because when regulation doesn't exist, fraud's going to be around because money's involved. Big news for OpenAI, their board voted out firing good Big news. Yeah, firing Sam was it Bateman? I think it is Sam Bateman. Something like that. I always get him confused with SBF. Yeah, I do the same thing. OpenAI's new CEO, Emmett Shear, who was appointed Altman. yesterday, Sam Altman, there you go, is in talks to resign after 24 hours. 700 of the seven 170 open AI employees signed a petition saying that they will leave the company now unless changes are met and Altman is brought back as CEO. He got hired on two days later by Microsoft to run their side of the open AI platform. Yeah. There's still more and more information coming out around this, but to have a unicorn company like that have a board vote out the CEO and one of the founders without there being any discussion around it. It sounded like it was a total coup. It did. That's just really interesting to me. I wonder what more is going on behind the curtain there. For um, some company that has a value of that, that size. What do you wonder it's going to be? It's going to be something to do with stocks and money. And and totally, something. right? It's going to be some type of power play, money play, fraud. Money grab. Something's going on there that I think there's still a lot to be uncovered and going to come out. And it will be because all that stuff's going to be on transcripts and there'll be text messages and emails. Those tech people are not smart about keeping their business. They think that you send an email and it's, <laughs> oh yeah, nobody will ever see this. Wrong. So yeah, I will, we'll know soon. I think that it was a very unwise idea for them to go about it the way that they did. Yeah. That would be like Tesla doing that to Elon. Their company would fail. So you can't bite the hand that feeds, folks. Always remember that. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network 
and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast. And trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's my first. 50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Holiday hiring among retailers decreased to 135,000, the lowest level in about five years, according to data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Many in TransUnion, their head of finance or Economic Outlook, Charlie Wise, said that consumers are struggling to afford their everyday expenses. They're trying to keep the house of cards from collapsing. Is there any signs for financial collapse on the consumer side that you guys are seeing? Or is really the jury still out once we get back through the holidays? I think once we get back through the holidays, that'll be a better indicator because if you use the indicators right now, anybody traveling on Thanksgiving is going to tell you that people have money because all the flights are sold out yep. higher than normal rates. All the hotels are going to be booked. All the restaurants are going to be used. People are going to go to the store like I am tonight. So I think there's a lot of narrative pushing to fit the narrative. Yeah. And I don't see a lot of that translating into reality. People are, as long as the consumer is spending the way that the consumer is currently spending, there should not be, and I, I would almost say will not be, a recession because it, there can't be. There's too much money flowing back into the market. When does the party end though, right? Because if you think that credit card debt is at an all-time high, people are now starting to have some challenges servicing that credit card debt. You got auto loans... Credit card delinquency in 2007 was 19%. Where's it at today? It's at about three, between three, four, five. I can't remember. It's less than still six. very low then compared to that number. Yeah. So a lot of, again, it's a lot of the, it's a lot of data point picking. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, oh, it's at this number now and it wasn't there. We were at historically interest rates for 0.25, homie. We were at historically, people were, Gone are the days you make the minimum payment on your credit card because that APR is maxed out. Yep. So people just can't do that anymore. That's why it's happening that way. It, it's, but guess what? Credit card, people will make their minimum payment. Interest rates will go back down. Credit card interest rates will go back down. People will come on more money. And the first thing they're going to do is settle up their credit card debts. Yeah. It happens every single time. Everybody thought the world was going to end in 2008. Everybody thought it was going to end in 2000. Everybody thought it was going to end in the 90s. Then the late 70s, early 80s. Then we had the 50s, excuse me, the 60s, the 50s, the 30s, all the World War. And our today, shooting for 5,000, if we ask for Bank of America's opinion. <laughs> yeah. And everybody who was not an A-sayer and kept in and rode the pine pony through is happier and richer and wiser to do. The goal, again, is to always buy quality, hold quality, reinvest dividends from quality if they're paid, and dollar cost average your way to success. It was... It'd be the same thing 
to be said on the real estate side. You don't just buy one investment property and you're done and you hang your hat up and you tap your next of kin on the shoulder and say, it's your turn to keep this wealth wheel rolling. You have to get multiple properties and parlay from properties in and out in 1031 and go from SFRs to commercial. And then when you get into commercial, figure out what area in commercial you want to be in. There's a lot more to it than just that. Mm -hmm. But if you do it for a long time and you're consistent with it, you get to the point where you're at. You couldn't have done what you were doing 11 years ago, right? No. Here you are today. Yeah. Same story with investing, folks. Just takes time. Just takes time. We will continue to keep you guys posted on all things stocks, real estate investing, and personal finance. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Again, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, check out the Millionaire Mindcast store, shop.millionairemindcast.com. And of course, don't forget to connect with Ryan and his amazing team for your free financial portfolio review by texting the word X-Ray to 844-447-1555 for my credit investors that want to look at investment opportunities in real estate syndication. You can text the word deals to that same phone number. With that being said, wishing you guys all a very safe, very happy, a very warm and enjoyable Thanksgiving with your family, wherever you're spending it at. Definitely so much to be grateful for thinking about all the things that are going on in this world. If you can roll out of bed, get a clean glass of water, lay your head down on a nice, warm, comfy, cozy bed and pillow, and you got people around you that care about you, you got your health, right? So many things that we can, that we just often take for granted. And while obviously this is the week that spotlights it, just sitting with daily gratitude for all the things that you do have, the gap versus the gain. I know there's a lot of ideals and things that we would love to have and be where we're at. Maybe your bank account look a little bit fatter. Maybe your waist look a little bit skinnier, whatever it may be, but also just being grateful for where you're at, the ground that you've covered, who you've been able to do that with, who you're becoming and what you're growing into and knowing that 2024 and ultimately every day in front of you is an opportunity to get that much better, to bring that much more value to other people, to make a bigger impact. And most importantly, keep tuning in and doing it with us on the Millionaire Mindcast. So with that being said, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. We'll see you guys in next week's episode. Happy Thanksgiving. Cheers, y'all. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Money Moves. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. And if you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're going to get entered into win a $100 gift card. Also, Don't forget to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio. And to do so, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. What we have found by offering this out is most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment and financial plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish. And this is something that Ryan and his amazing team do for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that. Again, that's x-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you're an accredited investor and you're not on my deals list, be sure to text the word deals to 844-447-1555 to be notified of the private investment offerings my team and I put out. And last 
Don't forget to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family at millionairemindcast.com. Whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, mastermind events, calculators, the Rich Life Planner for those looking to take their goal setting and productivity to the next level. We've got all kinds of great and valuable tools available at millionairemindcast.com. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next week's episode, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March 2 million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.